You're about to listen to a segment of Sam Chan's Succession Transition event, which was hosted in late 2020. Sam organized this event to give leaders from around the world the chance to share their stories of effectively planning and transitioning their pastoral roles to a successor. Every pastor is a temporary. Are you prepared for your succession transition? Let's begin. Another iconic church out of Chicago. Uh, Pastor Charles Jenkins is on there, and Pastor Reginald Sharp is on there. The predecessor, Pastor Charles Jenkins, and the successor, Pastor Reginald Sharp. So, uh, Pastor Jenkins, glad to see you've been healed of bronchitis, just like that. So, that excuse is gone. Take it away. Thank you so much, Dr. Chan, and and I appreciate that healing in advance. I apologize. I'm struggling with bronchitis but I didn't want to let my friends, Dr. Chan and Dr. Armour down. Um, uh, I, I, I want to kind of, uh, and again, forgive me, I, I want to kind of walk through a handful of thoughts and ideas. Uh, I've been privileged to be a successor, succeeding the iconic late Reverend Dr. Clay Evans, who recently passed away and then the successor. And so seeing it from both spectrums um, is, has been significant. And I've been asked to write about it in Bishop Armour, the book drops in February. Uh, a handful of things um, when God placed it on my heart that it was my time. Um, one was I was always time sensitive. Um, when I announced that it was my time I believe I trended on all social media platforms for two days straight and got phone calls from business leaders and world leaders. And I think because of my age and the stage of life that I was in after being at fellowship for 20 years, as pastor just mentioned, the church is, is strong, attendance, everything is, is going well. And at 43, I announced it was my time and I had always had in my mind Psalm 1-3 and you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water in each season. And feeling like uh, as our lives are framed in scene segments and seasons, I wanted to be sensitive to the idea that, that this is a season. Um, there are some people were called to do one thing one way in one role for their entire lives. I felt like uh, God had placed it on my heart that this would be a segment of time for me uh, and there could be some other ways that I was called to serve God, uh, other responsibilities. And so I did not want to overstay. Um, my predecessor, Reverend Clay Evans, retired at 75. Um, and so you know, it was still 50 years. You know, he went to Disney World the week after he retired, took his kids and had on church shoes. Uh, and uh, I did not want to do that. He didn't leave his room. Uh, and so at, at 43, succeeding an icon, leading this massive place, it was 21 when I was announced, 24 when I took over. 75% of the church, 80% of the church was 75 or older. Nobody thought I was going to last. And um, about three years before I actually made the announcement, 
after thinking about time sensitivity, um, the second big idea is the wrestling match began in my head and in my heart. The discomfort or the uncomfortable feeling that led me to start raising questions. Is it my time? Am I still called to do this? Am I supposed to stay? Um, after a big project uh, uh, had failed because of Chicago politics, it was a $50 million community development project I was leading. And uh, the politics killed the, the first phase, which was the educational phase. And I was heartbroken. And uh, after about a year or so of praying, um, we, we sold the building. And uh, thank God the deal still ended up getting done. Um, but uh, I, I was disappointed and in prayer, God put on my heart that project you were trying to do was a great idea. It was a great idea, but that wasn't your primary role or responsibility. Your role was to transition the church from where it was to where it is, mission accomplished. And that's when I got this epiphany um, and release uh, to, to start my whole transition process to know that my assignment, my role had been established and had been completed. And um, I, I got a lot of questions. Uh, it wasn't burnout, were you just tired? And, and to try to answer that really quickly, um, I, I, uh, I worked through the fact that there were things I would look forward to show up for. I no longer had the, the, the interest I had vision, I had passion, things I would look, I would look forward to the fight. Uh, I no longer had that interest to show up to the ring. Um, I would get rest. I found I had passion for other things like film, uh, making content and other forms to be able to reach people, touch people, music and other things. I had energy and passion in other areas and other ways that I no longer had it for a place that I looked forward to showing up. Um, and as I worked through all of those kinds of things, I had a personal board of directors that I kicked the tires on, uh, Brian Carter, Craig Oliver, Dr. Chan, and others. And uh, I, I did call Dr. Chan uh, uh, at the top of the gate, uh, who I had been with for 20 years. And I, I want to close, I'm going to pass it to my successor, but I want to hit three big ideas one is uh, I can't understate the God factor um, because I've gotten a lot of phone calls with guys just asking me, you know, what did I do? It, it was more what God did and me embracing what God wanted to do and in giving me the confirmation that I needed um, and, and then leading me um, to talk with my wife, talk with Dr. Chan. Um, I sat with my chief of staff when it was time, uh, and um, Reverend Evans, that was the hardest tale that I had to tell, the guy that uh, invested so much in me and believed in me, having to tell him that my time was up was rocket science. Him being in his late uh, mid-90s, uh, I told his daughter first, we were not sure whether or not it would take him out. Um, and, and oddly enough, um, he brought it up. How long do you think you're going to stay in Chicago? 
out of the blue. And uh, that's how I ended up telling him. And fast forward, um, the, the big master plan of it all started with a succession plan with Dr. Chan. Um, I'm gonna let my successor get into his story, but you know, we worked to try to fix everything we, we need to fix. We didn't wanna hand over a bunch of broken areas. And so Dr. Chan spent some time with our team and we did an audit on the church. What's right, what's wrong, what's broken, what needs to be fixed. And I worked to fix as much as I possibly could uh, before our, our successor took over. Um, and a part of that also was a, a communication strategy. Who would I tell? Uh, told my staff, my board, by the time it was announced publicly, I had already spoken to 150 people who did not leak it. We had a media plan uh, because the church was high profile uh, and because of my visibility with the music, we felt like we didn't want people guessing. So we did a press release. Uh, my successor and I did a photo shoot. So when it was announced, people knew we were on one accord. Everything is well, everything is strong. Um, and we wanted to use it as an opportunity to help other people work it through also. Um, I also did a video uh, because we had three services. I did not have the ability to stand and succinctly three times announced it, announced it. So the same time I announced it at the first service, uh, the press release dropped to the media and a 20 minute video explaining it in detail was dropped on YouTube at the same time, um, just so there would be clarity and people would not be making up what they thought uh, happened. Um, two other things, and, and I'm done. Uh, after the announcement, there was a grieving process. Lots of tears, lots of emotions. I was offered every way and every reason to stay. Uh, Reverend Evans said to me, uh, do you want more money? My leaders gave me several different kinds of ways to stay. Um, and I was sure, uh, I was convicted and, and why don't you just stay? I mean, they offered me everything. And I had this conviction and I knew for sure, and I knew I had to be a comforter now for not just this next year, but even at this point, um, moving people along and helping people be secure uh, and, and being strong. The last thing that I'll say is New Year's Eve was my successor's first day. Um, I wanted to be that day. It's the Super Bowl of, of, of the church. And I knew it was going to be a lot of visitors. I wanted them to meet them. I did not feel anything until New Year's Eve when I was in a church in Memphis. Uh, they were tr they treated me like royalty. I'm sitting in this green room with private chefs and all this stuff I'm not supposed to have. And I felt like, I felt so empty. That's when my withdrawals of, this is the first time in 20 years that I'm not sitting in a place that I've been for 23 years with the people that I love so much. And that's when the withdrawals began but with so much love, energy, and excitement, I was excited at the same time. And so there is a withdrawal process, but my successor is killing it. Reginald Sharp Jr. is yours. Thank you, Dr. Chan. I'm sorry I went over my time. I can't breathe. <laughs>
Let, let me say I'm so grateful, Dr. Chan. Thank you to Pastor Jenkins. I think you've said it all. I could really sit back and just uh, and glean from all these other great minds, but I'll throw my little part into the pot. Um, first, I'll say I'm blessed to enjoy the pleasure of shade because of those before me who planted seeds. And that creates a level of humility that is, you know, it's, it's, it's really unfathomable for me. I'm enjoying shade because others have worked and planted seeds. Now I got some, I have some seeds to plant myself, but coming through the door, it's kind of like my wife is in, is in the room watching Netflix sometimes. And maybe she has uh, the, the Godfather of Harlem on or Grey's Anatomy on and I walk in the room and, 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 I'm, and I'm the person that annoys the person enjoying their show because I'm asking all these questions. Now, 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 who is this person and what is this? And she's, she gets a little frustrated with me because she says, you can't talk through the whole show. This has been going on before you. Before you walked in the room, there are seasons that have already passed and I got to catch you up. Well, Pastor Jenkins, when he brought me on, we sat down in the room together and looked at the screen and with all the questions I had, now, who is this? Now, what is this? He was able to bring me up to speed from the seasons I had missed, from the episodes that preceded my coming. And he was able to show me. So one of the things that made our succession plan work, in my opinion, is that we walked together. We, we met each other officially July the 5th, and we've been walking together, July 5th, 2018, uh, walked together. He brought me to Chicago just to show me around. That was the end of July, brought me back to Chicago to preach the 68th church anniversary, walking together. Then he found a way to invite me for October, November. I think I preached a men's conference. I preached another. He just made up stuff for me to walk with him all the way through the end of the year. And by the time February 2019 came, when he announced that he was retiring, you know, my wife and I were already on people's minds because we had walked together. And then when he announced that, Okay, I'm passing the torch. We walked together all of 2019 up until watch night sun, watch night service. So in that period, I became the associate pastor. And this is where I want to share with the, the people who will experience succession plans as a successor. You must check your ego. Uh, it, it is there, there's a season where you don't know. There's so much more that you don't know than you will know. And I was blessed to have a, a predecessor and Pastor Jenkins, who he would have said all the time, I have more scars than I have scars, but I'm going to show you both of them so you can benefit from both of them. And so it was the walking together. Now, everybody's succession plan won't be like that. It, it is unique unto itself. But because we walked together, I was able to avoid um, everything being tossed at me at the same time. Now, I want to add this, that God factor you talked about, Pastor Jenkins, is so real because nobody knew that Reverend Evans would pass on November 27th, 2019. If we had not already been walking together, that would have really thrown some unexpected energy and tension into the process. Nobody knew that a pandemic would come in 2020 which would have me only, it only gave me two and a half months to be in the building with the people. But because I had walked with Pastor Jenkins all of last year, 
it's not like I'm a stranger. So when I have to make a decision and say, hey, we're out of the building, we're going virtual. It was like they, they already trusted me because we decorated the church with honor. And, and that's the best way I can say it. I heard our brother say that who spoke before us. The church is decorated in honor. Pastor Jenkins honored me and my wife. Even to this day, I still honor Pastor Jenkins and his wife. So the church is decorated in honor. We still bring up the founder's name, Reverend Clay Evans. You know, there is, um, I don't know what's happening. Uh, can you all hear me? Gotcha. I was getting a little feedback. So, uh, so, so the church is decorated in honor. I believe. What Does anybody else hear that except me? Okay, all right. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna press through. Um, but there was a moment uh, that when we walked together, it's almost like in Chicago, Lake Michigan, and the sunset or or the sky. There, there are certain days on bright days you can't tell. If, the, if it's the sky or the lake, because it looks so connected. It's like blurred lines. And because of Pastor Jenkins' leadership, his strategy, his ear to God, literally, we, we got lost in each other. Where the church was, you know, we, we knew who the pastor was. It only, it only could be one pastor. Reverend Evans used to tell people anything with two heads is a, is a monster. And anything with no head is a freak. And so that was ingrained in the people. And so we knew it was only one pastor. While he was there, he's the pastor. Come watch night, December 31st, 2019, I served in that role as the pastor. So we have just walked together and God has blessed it. In closing, I will say to the successors, we have to fight the fourth temptation. A lot of people only teach that there were three temptations with Jesus in the wilderness. The fourth temptation was the temptation to prove his identity. Satan said, fresh out of the water of Jordan, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. It was the temptation for him to prove himself. And when it's ironic because when Jesus was baptized, God had just told him, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The next chapter, here comes the devil. Well, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus had to realize what I had to realize. And that is, I have nothing to prove because I've already been approved. And when you have been approved by God, when you've been approved by your predecessor and the church that is receiving you, don't spend your energy trying to prove that you're smart, you're intelligent, you're insightful, you can do this. I'm the pastor. You know, then you become a, a little Donald Trump. You know, don't talk to me that way. I'm the president of the United States. When, when, when you're really in that position, I don't have to flaunt my power. I've already been approved so I can preach and lead from a place of peace, from a place of security, from a place of wholeness, because I'm not spending my time trying to prove who I am. And so that has really helped me this year. And every young pastor, every pastor needs a therapist. So put that on the list because you cannot pour from an empty cup and you need this to be strong, especially in 2020 and going forward. I'm out of my time. I hope that was helpful. Thank you so very, very much, Pastor Jenkins and Pastor Sharp.